Welcome to the Empowerment Circle Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Rose Cornish. I am a wife, a dog cat mom, an entrepreneur, a content creator, an ex-evangelical spiritualist, and now an empowerment coach and podcast host. This podcast is here to empower you. I'm going to share my real life with you. I'm also going to share the things I have learned through years of therapy and the coaching I have received. All I want is for women to love themselves radically, to believe in themselves wholly, and to know they are capable of anything they put their minds to. So let's get started with this week's topic. Hello, friends. I have had such a hard time deciding what to talk about today, but this topic feels right. So today I'm going to be talking about self-sabotage and how we are our own worst enemies. Fun, right? I also have a lot of animals in here with me, so if you hear something... It's probably a dog or cat. (laughs) All right. So to give you an example of self-sabotage at play, I'm going to share a personal story, the first of many to come in this episode. (laughs) So a while ago, I started taking anxiety medication and the initial dose we started with wasn't doing anything. So we doubled it and I instantly felt a difference at the beginning when I started that the new dosage and I was so relieved. I didn't have what I call a dark day, which is when my depression rears its ugly head for like months and months and months. The first one I had was just a week or so ago, actually. And amazingly, it didn't last for days like it would have before the medication. And while we'll definitely take, I will definitely take only having one or maybe two dark days every six months or so, as opposed to once a month, if not more. But anyway, after a little while on my new dose, I started to even out, right? And so I asked my therapist how I could tell if I needed to up my dose again because I was not used to feeling normal. And she said, well, how's your anxiety? And it got me off guard like, duh, of course that's what I needed to be wondering is how's my anxiety? That's the telltale sign if you need to up your anxiety meds, right? I was so used to being anxious that when I wasn't, my brain and my body didn't know how to act. So I was literally making myself anxious about not being anxious. And once I was able to step out of my own way and not be self-sabotaging myself, I was able to clear so much space in my brain after that session. I had space to start blogging, to start this podcast, to think about the things I wanted to be doing, uh, to realign with my higher purpose and calling, and to be able to dive into work that fuels me and gets me excited. So when you think about your biggest mental blocks, I imagine it's things like fear, doubt, insecurity, lack mindset, feelings of unworthiness, etc. These are all common things, right? So we have all experienced these feelings at one point or another throughout our lives. I know I have. The reality is, though, that you already have the power to change those beliefs right now. Some of these blocks could have been put in your mind by someone else. They could be the result of a wound in your childhood. They could be there because you compare yourself to others constantly. Whatever the reason, you can heal from the damage caused by them. This doesn't mean you're going to have to confront a work bully or your parents or an ex, whoever it may be. This just means you're going to have to do some inner work, which could be even harder than confronting someone, depending on the situation. Just remember, getting to the next level is never comfortable. So I want you to think about 
your biggest mental block that you have right now. Maybe it's about work or relationship. Maybe it's feelings of inadequacy. Maybe it's feelings of lack. Whatever it is, know that you have an attachment to the comfort of this block. Recognizing this will help you be more aware of it when it shows up in your day-to-day life. And you may be like, what on earth do you mean I have an attachment to feeling unworthy? (laughs) Stick with me. I was thinking the same thing when I first heard a coach of mine mention it. Like, what the heck? (laughs) So again, I'm going to give you a personal example because I just really like bearing my soul to you all, apparently. (laughs) I said this recently when I launched my new YouTube show, but a few months back when I sort of relaunched my social media and came back as Jessica Rose Cornish and not Midwest Jess, as some of you may know if you've been following me for a while, I had a big fear of being seen come up. What I didn't realize at the time was it was based around some wounding in my past, but also around the fact that I hadn't been showing up fully as myself before. I had been censoring myself as to not offend people who have no hold on my life because no one has a hold on your life but you. And I was so excited to be free of people that I didn't think of anything other than that freedom in the beginning. But then when it came time to do the work, to churn out content, to launch things like a YouTube channel, I froze. I rarely even showed my face on my Instagram stories, and I did that all the time before. It was like I could not do it. I chose sticking in the comfort of that fear over healing it because I knew healing it would require work. I knew healing it would mean I would actually have to be on camera. I knew healing it meant showing my face talking about things that I actually care about. If you are stuck in this, think about where you are experiencing resistance. What do you know you need to do but you're not doing it? And then what are you doing to disconnect? So for me, I was disconnecting with TV. I would binge shows, watch movies for hours, day after day after day. Some weeks I wouldn't even come into my office. You could be disconnecting with social media. This would look like mindlessly scrolling Instagram for hours or TikTok when you know you should be writing that book you keep putting off. Or you could be disconnecting with food. Maybe you're disconnecting with TV too. Whatever it is, The next thing to ask yourself is how can you remove those things or make them less available to you? For instance, if you're disconnecting with TV, maybe instead of turning on the TV to binge a show, you turn on YouTube and do a 20-minute meditation. If you're disconnecting with social media, plug your phone in a different room. If you're disconnecting with food, try changing the food you have available to you. If your way of disconnecting wasn't available to you, then what would you do with your time? So another way to put it, if you're having issues with managing your time, is to think of your energy as money. So if you had to spend money to mindlessly scroll Instagram for two hours or however long, that seems long for Instagram, (laughs) maybe two hours on TikTok because time flies over there. Would you spend money to do that? Would you spend money to watch Parks and Recreation for the 200th time? I mean, few people love Leslie Note more than me. But if it costs money to watch it every single time, are you doing it? The idea being, if it's free to do the thing you need to do, but it costs money to disconnect, what would you choose? I feel like I kind of went off on a tangent there, but hopefully (laughs) it made sense. So let's talk a little about self-sourcing. I've said this 
before probably multiple places, but we are all an energetic match to everything around us in the universe. I actually talked about this last week or two weeks ago in the Attitude of Gratitude episode, but if you can't change your mindset, you won't be able to change your outcome. For example, Scott and I, like most of the world, had a very difficult 2020, specific, specifically for us with our pet's health. So we went to the vet practically once a week for a couple months there, like every weekend we were there. We lost our German Shepherd and found out that one of our cats has leukemia a month later. During this time, I repeatedly found myself saying, this is just our luck. I was stuck 100% in a mindset of shitty things just happened to us, and I was being an energetic match for shitty things to keep happening. So a few weeks ago, I talked about my little <clears throat> mishap with backing my car into a pole and how Scott was able to change my mindset around the whole situation with one sentence just looking on the bright side of things, which was the fact that I got to see my friend who I hadn't seen in years and have lunch with her and her wife. The car ended up not only being fixable, but being fixed for under $100. Like, I was shocked. This isn't to say just thinking happy thoughts just keep thinking happy thoughts and nothing bad will ever happen to you because that's not true. <laughs> but it is to say, when you can, get to a higher vibe, higher vibe emotion. I talked about that in the Attitude of Gratitude episode also, about the different levels of emotions and where they are in relation to higher vibe energy. So check out that episode for more on that. <laughs> um, that's a little woo-woo, but it's true. <laughs> so another thing to mention worth talking about is that no one can make you feel a certain way without your permission. You get to choose how you react to every situation in your life. I can think of multiple times I have been in disagreement with someone and have chosen to just remove myself from the situation or to remove them from my life if need be. I can be drastic. It's fine. But really though, <laughs> going back to your energy is money, you would not pay money to be around people who drain you, who make you feel like shit, who treat you poorly. You, sh you shouldn't give your energy to those people in those situations. You should feel energized when you leave situations. You should be around people who feed into your soul and who lift you up and who encourage you and believe in you and want to be around you. Because, like, we all want to live at a high vibe level, right? Like we all want to be the best versions of our Oh my god. Versions of ourselves. And you can't do this if you are constantly self-sabotaging. You have to self-source your happiness. Maybe you need to spend time alone. Maybe you need to meditate on it, journal about it. I truly believe sitting with your feelings is such a powerful tool. So I want you to think about it like this. Say for example, you are seeking external validation. This is the only way you can feel happiness. We all have done this at some point during our lives for various things, right? We want to shift from needing that external validation to being able to give it to ourselves. Internal validation. <laughs> so think about the feelings you get when you receive that external validation. Validation, I cannot talk tonight. <laughs> You post the selfie, you give the big presentation, you complete the race, you reach your big goal, 
whatever it is, and people are stoked for you. They are complimenting you. They're congratulating you. They're legitimately happy for you. And that feels great, right? But that's because you've told yourself it feels great. You have told yourself you're doing a good job when other people notice it. The flip side of that is you're also telling yourself subconsciously that you are doing a bad job when people don't notice your work or your achievement, when there is no external validation. Do you then see how it all comes from you? I'm not saying you shouldn't feel great when people are giving you validation. We all love that feeling. What I am saying is you shouldn't be reliant upon it because whether you get it or not, you still posted the selfie, you gave the big presentation, you completed the race, you reached your big goal, you did the thing, right? The only validation you need is the internal validation from yourself. Every other thought you have around needing it externally is self-sabotage in action. Whoo! That'll preach, okay? <laughs> I got really fired up there. <clears throat> so we talked about recognizing where you're disconnecting, changing your mindset. We talked about self-sourcing. And now I want to talk about getting in tune with our future selves, so I've talked about this a lot as well, various places, <laughs> if you've followed me for a while, but I truly, truly believe in the power of affirmations, not just for changing your mindset, but for manifesting the things you want most in your life. In order to become the person you want to be in the, in the future, the highest version of yourself, right? You have to make daily steps towards that progress. If, for example, your dream for your future is to have a New York Times bestselling book and go on an amazing book tour around the world, that isn't even going to be a possibility until you start writing. So maybe you start saying affirmations like, I write three pages every day. I am in flow when I am writing and the words just fall out of me. I am proud of myself for writing four days a week. Write them all in present tense. Make them your phone background. Listen to them on the Think Up app as you fall asleep. This is what I do. <laughs> Write them on sticky notes and put them on your mirror or your fridge. Make them a part of your daily life. This is telling your subconscious it's safe for you to have the things you want. You will start to program your brain as if you already have those things. And then you will take the steps to make that your actual reality. So another exercise around this is to think about how a conversation with your future self would go tomorrow if you had to talk about what you did today or this week. What would you be happy to talk about? What would your future self say to you? What are you feeling resistance around sharing from your week? There's a lot of introspection that can happen around this idea. So sit with it, journal, meditate on it, whatever your preferred method is. I hope this episode resonates with you. I hope you learned a few tricks, a few new things you can sit with. If you want or need help working with your self-sabotage, I am opening up spots for coaching starting in January 2022. So please feel free to reach out to me about working together. I would love to help you. If you want to connect with me on Instagram, it is at the Jessica Rose Cornish. You can book an oracle reading at my website 
www.jessicarosecornish.com and you can join the empowerment community on Patreon at patreon.com slash Jessica Rose Cornish. For December, we are actually doing a manifesting workshop to prepare for 2022. This is a great time to get in and get prepped and get ready so you are on the right track for 2022. We are still doing the goddess circle, the weekly card pulls, moon work. Uh, We're doing a give back challenge, all the things. So check us out over on Patreon. And thanks for listening this week, friends. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe and leave a review on your listening platform of choice. Would love if you shared on your Instagram story and tagged me. Have a great week, friends. Bye. Bye.